Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of The Instance is sponsored by the Nighthawk Pro Gaming Router from Netgear. Let's face it, network traffic and online connectivity matter, especially when you are gaming. Save the competition for the game and stop competing with your router's bandwidth. The XR500 Gaming Router creates an express lane just for your gaming, giving you incredible speed and no lag. Nighthawk Pro Gaming gives you the power to win. Visit netgear.com NPG and join the no lag crew. Hi, I'm Mike Morheim from Blizzard and you're listening to The Instance. <laughs> The World of Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the instance. This is the instance episode. What are we here? Uh, Hold on. 538. 538. It's the 538, yo. We're back at it. We're doing a show, and uh, we're happy to be here. I'm joined, of course, by Patrick Beja all the way from Finland. Uh, What's going on there in Helsinki? Is it snowing yet? Are you guys dying from the winter? What's going on? No, not yet. It's it's wonderful uh, autumn. Have have you not seen the pictures? I have seen the pictures. Have you not been beautiful. stalking me on uh, Instagram and Twitter? I have been. I always stalk you on there. I'm always looking for right. a little Patrick in my life. Well, okay, so in case you haven't, here is what we have now. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Yeah, look at that. That's yeah. kind of what we have right now. That's us right now, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fall, right? Um, we get fall, and then comes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then comes winter. And then you get spring, summer's then, and well, then you get another I mean, fall. Most people don't survive through winter here. So for them, you know, <laughs> spring never comes. But. I see. Well, it's good to have my emotional support animal, Patrick, alongside me today. Um, <laughs> long story. We talked about a pre-show. But uh, uh, we're, we're hurtling toward BlizzCon at an alarming rate. And uh, there's lots to talk about today. We were going to have uh, Garrett with us today from his phone in a car on his drive back to Florida. He's been away for a couple of weeks and uh busy with some stuff so we thought hey let's try to squeeze him in here but we could not maintain a connection up to the standards of the instance which are pretty low by the way they're <laughs> those standards are low but you know you got to at least hear his voice i figure for it to to count so uh sadly we will not have garrett today and i don't know where terpster is he's busy boy running running around who knows if he'll show up he might if he does i'll bring him in if he doesn't well Them's the them's the uh, the deal, and we should mention this too. BlizzCon, which is like what two point three weeks, two, two weeks, weeks away. away. So next week is Red Dead Redemption two week, and then after that is BlizzCon. Yeah, and I leave on. Let's say I play Red Dead Redemption until <laughs> until presumably Tuesday night because I leave Wednesday, uh, that Wednesday, the week of which is Halloween. I leave on Halloween day to go to BlizzCon, and uh, uh, yeah, then it's then all bets are off. So I only have a, a short amount of time to enjoy the Red Dead, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. But uh, Terpster will be at BlizzCon this year. I'll be there. Patrick will not be there. 
which is a huge bummer. Like everybody, let's all mourn together. Don't just have me doing it. Well, I mean, to be honest, I was really sad until the middle of this week. And then we (laughs) learned stuff and I was like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Because, yeah, we may have gotten some news this week that was. um, Well, I'm still I'm still parsing it. I think there's something to be interpreted here and and maybe we don't Mm. have the full story. Well, clearly we don't have the full story. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we have that and lots more to talk about today. Thank you all for joining us. Let's get right into it. A couple things we know about BlizzCon, which is what we'll start with since that is heavy on everyone's mind. Don't worry. We got wow stuff to talk about here in a minute, but they released a layout of the con floor, which they do every year. Uh, chat room here's a, a visual for you as you can see all the normal halls and stuff um, including the expanded areas uh, in the north it hall. has become so huge yeah it's monstrous so huge do, do you remember the time it was basically two halls i think it was two halls initially the first year yeah no that sounds right like it and, was uh, hall maybe d and c or something or maybe a and b i don't remember but um yeah, yeah they've taken over the entire and now it's thing. like for people who don't realize, the Anaheim Convention Center is pretty big, and it's been expanding, I think, partly just to accommodate BlizzCon. Yeah. But it, there are four gigantic, gigantic holes already. Yeah. And initially, they were only taking the two, and then they grew to three, and then four. And then it's like there's the arena, which is also part of it. And then they, they added the North Hole, level one and level two. And it's... Like there are seven holes and all of them are taken up by, by stuff happening for Blizzard. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's bananas. And the way this floor looks at it almost oversimplifies it. Like you forget how actually huge this is. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a huge distance between Hall E where you get your tickets and register to hanging out in the community Dark Moon, uh, Dark Moon Fair area in uh, the North Hall. Uh, oh, it takes you a full day to go from <laughs> one to the other. <laughs> yeah, it's like walking across a map in uh, like Assassin's Creed or something. Um, anyway, and and they they don't have uh, fast travel. No, they don't. They which don't. Which is, I think, an oversight they should fix. But, I, I yeah, completely we didn't agree. Mention whole a, whole E, the entirety of whole E. Well, except for just a little bit, is the store. It's mm-hmm. just the BlizzCon store, yeah. and it's an entire whole. It's insane. Yeah, and that's that's a kind of a recent development. Last year they did that as well, but this entire thing is, uh, yeah, it's a it's a monster. Now, let's get to the 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 important bit that we started to learn this week and that is that uh the schedule is laid out as such that it shows the the big keynote introductory hoo-ha that you normally have mike morheim although we don't know if we're getting more uh, morheim this year or not uh what we're going to see up there but uh it's probably going to be um what's his name um Jay Allen, Jay Allen Brack. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to have the a hard time president remembering this. of Blizzard Entertainment Incorporated International. That's the guy. So I assume he or someone like he, him is the more proper use of the English language, uh, will be up there and doing his deal and talking about whatever. Many, including myself, have assumed that this was the year that we would get a major Diablo announcement. Uh, I have been convinced right up until couple of days ago <laughs> that that was going to be the case because all signs pointed to it the schedule shows a uh uh the immediate use of of the main mythic stage this is the main stage where all the people go for all the big stuff is occupied by the diablo what's next panel right after the keynote so 
That alone is enough to say to me, oh, that's what they do whenever something big happens, whether it was Overwatch yes. or whether it was a WoW expansion or whether it was whatever it's, it is, they always clear it out and bring in the hot new business that just got announced. So I'm thinking... I mean, to be fair, yeah. you've been predicting Diablo 4 for the past 17 years, it feels <laughs> like. Uh, and mostly you've been uh, made fun of by a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, this year... I think everyone and their mother, brother, and entire family was convinced we were going to get Diablo 4. Every sign pointed to it. Mm -hmm. and Until, you know, it was the blissful time of last week. Back then, things were looking up, the roses were red, uh, the birds were flying, and everyone was happy and we were going to get Diablo 4. Everyone knew we were going to get Diablo 4 yeah. announced. Yeah. And uh, in an exercise of textbook expectation managing, um, basically Blizzard was like, holy crap, they, they really all think we're getting Diablo 4. If we don't show Diablo 4, which we're not going to show or announce, everyone's going to be super bummed at the show. Yeah. Uh, and that is when you need to manage expectations. So they posted a, a, a quick message mm -hmm. saying, hey, guys, uh, we know you are expecting Diablo 4, but really it's not happening. Um, <laughs> so, you know, maybe not don't expect it too much because since it's not going to happen, you're going to be disappointed. Well, and they didn't quite spell it out that way, but yeah. that's what it, it it's it, it is textbook temper your expectations kind of language. I'll read a little bit of it here. Um, they say they do have Diablo announcements to make. They, they did kind of cop to that. But that could be anything from, hey, uh, the new Netflix show is ready to go, or hey, the playable Switch versions on the sh show floor are, you know, up to eight of you can play or something weird. I mean, who knows what? It could be anything. So this is what they said. BlizzCon 2018 is almost here, and we've seen a lot of rumors flying around about our plans for Diablo at the show, according to the Post. Uh, these are very exciting times. We currently have multiple teams working on different Diablo projects. But we can't, uh, and we can't wait to tell you about them. Dot dot dot. When the time is right, <laughs> what the h is that? The time is right in two weeks. That's the time. <laughs> That's the right time. Why are you not doing it then? Like I, I, I mean, I mean, obviously they're whatever they, whatever they're doing. If it's if they if they don't have whatever their mainline product is ready for for showtime. Uh, I mean, I get it. This is Blizzard. They. They won't do it till they're ready. Like, that's what they do. And they've always done this. So none of us should be surprised about this. Um, but what well, else could it be, Patrick? Be what, what else could it be? Because they've got the whole mythic stage after the keynote. What do you do up there? So, first of all, I can't tell you how incredibly bummed I was by this announcement. I was so excited to get Diablo 4. I miss some good Diablo in my life. I've played Diablo 3 so much. I loved it so much, but I'm, you know, I'm done with it. He and, played it to death. So have I. Yeah. Uh, it, I was like, thank God they did it now and they didn't wait until the actual thing because I swear I would have like punched my monitor or something if the <laughs> intro had ended without a, you know, one more thing or Diablo. But right. um, yeah, it, it's very weird because as you said, the schedule makes it very clear that there is something, not just the schedule, to be honest. They have been teasing this for a while. You have the um, 
uh, uh, Brandy Camel, I think, the uh, community manager for Diablo, who went on Twitter and said, hey, we have a bunch of different stuff to announce. At some point, we're working on many things, and uh, we look forward to announcing them. Not all, you know, at the same time, but obviously some things are coming. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you're like, hmm, okay, maybe. And then you have the uh, Diablo Switch version, which they announce ahead of time. So, okay, that means you have something else, probably a little bigger, coming at the show. And they had the uh, Diablo skin for um, Sombra in Overwatch, which is the BlizzCon virtual ticket or, you know, uh, uh, in-game bonus. Mm -hmm. um, so there is something Diablo brewing, or at least it's very reasonable to assume that this is what's happening. But now they've said very clearly that it's not Diablo 4. So what could it be? I don't know. If, if they hadn't already announced... Uh, you know, the Switch version, someone could have speculated that that could be a possibility. Uh, but they can't just be, uh, uh, you know, selling us the Switch version. Mm -hmm. Especially, by the way, they confirmed that you won't have cross-play or cross-save or whatever. Um, so we know everything we, we need to know about that. It can't be just that. And they have a Diablo What's Next panel right after BlizzCon. Mm -hmm. They can't talk just about... Uh, uh, you know, maybe they're going to announce a Netflix show or, you know, give details on the Netflix, Netflix show, which has been announced. But again, that's not that doesn't warrant a, a full panel right, right after the uh, uh, introduction. So there has to be something, but maybe a, a side project, you know, uh, uh, something using the Diablo IP, uh, uh, maybe a smaller game, maybe a mobile game, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but it's certainly not going to be the titular Diablo 4 title. And I'm I, honestly, when I first read the uh, message, I was super bummed because I thought, okay, that's it. We're not going to get anything. Mm. And BlizzCon is going to be super weak. Basically, it's going to be all WoW Classic and that's it. Yeah. And that would have been very disappointing. Sure. But given the fact that you have the Diablo What's Next panel right, right after, it's, it has to be something, but. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think it is? Well, the expectations are so high for many reasons. One of which is people are paying two hundred bucks a pop for tickets that are coming to this thing, and they do expect something. That's a lot of push pressure on Blizzard to deliver something big at the opening uh, ceremonies. All signs point to 2010's weird uh, geek is thing from Metzen was a last minute, and I can never get him to admit this, but a last minute slip in because they were ready to announce or at least start talking about Titan and pulled back. And they were like, oh, crap, we got to do something last second here. And that's what they ended up doing and throwing together. That's the rumor. I don't know if it's been substantiated by anybody, but um, well, it's the rumor you've been spreading. So it's far. the rumor I keep talking about. Sure. I'm the one that's <laughs> maliciously telling everybody these horrible lies. But uh <laughs> What I what I want to know is like if you're going to dedicate full stage time, you've got to have something more than just hey the Switch title comes out tomorrow. Like that, there's no way that's it. That's already announced. It's already a thing. Uh, it, we already know that they'll have playable stations on the floor. Like like this is a known quantity. We know price. We know the special edition thing coming. We know all that stuff. So I can't imagine it has. You don't dedicate the next 45 minutes on your main stage where everyone sits on their butt and doesn't move to just that so what it is i don't know like you mentioned mobile or something else i mean one of these other many projects they claim many teams are working on i'll bet it's something there something in that range what i don't want is remastered two or one i mean that's fine 
Well, oh, that's I'm sure that's coming. I mean, it's a very possible announcement as well, but you're right. It can't be just that. Everyone will be super bummed if it's just that. Right. So even those even that combined with what we're doing with the Switch, those two things alone are not enough for I think Mythic main stage. Maybe this has been a third theory being floated out there. They've got a uh second full-blown expansion in the wings. Uh, for three it's possible yeah yeah now i which would be you know that would be okay yeah. i think uh, maybe not full-blown i think a, a character pack might be it i don't think we're going to see a full-blown expansion that mm. honestly i don't believe the diablo team has been winding down very clearly uh i can see a character pack a full-blown expansion would be very surprising yeah um but just a character pack would be a bummer man i mean i like new characters I don't, know. don't I get mean, me wrong i i I think it would be better than nothing, but a full-blown expansion, the thing is they have milked those systems from the game so much, so much, that it's to the point that you can't do anything further with it, or you would have to change the systems entirely, I think. So you're not going to get people six years in to get excited again to do, you know, get to level 80 and then do some uh, uh, greater rifts again. Mm-hmm. It's like, this isn't wow. It doesn't work the same way. I don't think that would be uh, uh, exciting. But th- the thing is, for those who don't understand, that the reason we keep referencing that, uh, s- that panel after the opening ceremony is that traditionally, and it makes sense, they announce something, their big thing at the ceremony when they have something, very quickly. They have maybe a CG movie and a quick uh, uh, cut a movie is right. showing some of the features mm-hmm. and then they go into details about that announcement at that uh, subsequent panel yeah um so it's reasonable to assume that's what's going to be happening there but chat room seems to think maybe druid class would be a thing yeah that that would make sense that yeah. that would be you know if they announce a character class i'm guessing everyone thought it would be the druid druids were very popular in in two um uh and that, i want to say that class came about in the uh, Lords of Destruction expansion, uh, and it it was a very popular character in two. So it's it, it's entirely possible that's it's something like that. That would be colossally disappointing to me. Um, they, they would dedicate a ton of stage space and time to a new character in a game that, content wise, it just isn't changing. Like a new character. I mean, I'm, I love the idea of a new character, but I have seen every corner, every thing that game has to give me. Uh, multiple times mm-hmm. over and 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 that's n- i don't think enough anymore um i was talking to my brother-in-law the other day he's very excited about the uh, the prospect of a new diablo but as it is right now he's currently obsessed with um oh, what's it called the uh, path of exile poe and i've played path of exile and i don't like how it plays i just love how much content there is but i don't like the minute to minute play i think it's stiff and a little weird and whatever some people like that but it's not my thing i like the fluidity and the speed and the kind of moment to moment play in diablo 3 a lot more but i love the content and the breadth of content and the constant updating of content that's coming to poe so it'd be really cool like i would just play (laughs) if they got up and stay this is never gonna happen but if they got up on stage and said we're just going to turn D3 into a big service and add new stuff constantly and new areas and new gameplay mechanics and new ways to play the game and just 
it's it's now become this thing and if oh and by the way if you already own it here's a bunch of bonuses you get and if you don't own it it's currently it's free to play starting today and they turned it into a service i'd take that over just a character character pack like i just want more diablo and not just more characters on top of it's like saying well i want more cheese on the burger i need more burger first give me some burger i need more patties <laughs> you know well, cheese is fine but you're only at the end of the day you're putting cheese on an old burger and i need i need new i need new burger <laughs> I like that analogy. I think it works. Sounds like um, something I'd want to eat right now. It's the yeah. Sad part. Anyway. So, I mean, maybe that this is a very out there theory, um, but maybe they don't want to talk about anything Diablo related and they put that here just because they didn't want to put, you know, unannounced project or TBD on the schedule mm. and maybe they're going to announce an announce an entirely different game or ip and that's you know the diablo thing is a placeholder holder for that it could be that it's entirely possible yeah there's been a few theories floated about that but here's another theory what if this tempering expectations blog post is just to reduce hype so that when they do come out and announce diablo 4 or whatever it will be they uh, they they Never. can they can surprise everybody and say ah we tricked no. you we got you no 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 they would never ever do that <laughs> um, and the reason is if they do that then they can never be trusted again and they can't control the narrative right? right if they do that then anytime they say oh we're we're not ready to talk about whatever or yes this is what we're planning everyone's gonna go like ah you're pulling a blizzcon 2018 again mm. <laughs> i can see what you're doing yeah. and and yeah. no one will trust their word that's so that's a good point that's a good i mean point. i i would be like it would be entirely unprofessional to do something like this and blizzard is is not known to be unprofessional yeah it's uh uh, by the way, the chat room says it really well. Adobe Templar says Path of Exile is a game I admire, but I can't enjoy very much, unfortunately. That's kind of where I'm at. If it played like Diablo, it's all I would do. It's all I would do. Well, the thing is, you know, it's it's a different target. Uh, Diablo is much more arcadey, um, easier to approach. Yeah. Diablo 3. And Path of Exile is a little bit more Diablo 2-ish. Two, yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, so it's very It has that kind of stilted play, and, and people... I think a lot of people, including the makers of that game, wanted that, and that's fine. It's just I need, I really like the systems in three yeah. and have. It's since not day for the one. same for the same public. Yeah, for the same audience. Oh yeah, Torchlight Frontiers. That's a thing that's coming, isn't it? Forgot about that. Mm. I mean, I, you know what? And part of me is just like, you know, give me some things that I'd be really into in the meantime. So that's going to have to come from other game makers right now because Diablo, you broke my heart this week. You just. You came out there yeah, and you said, you, you went, hey, guess what? It's not going to, don't get too excited, basically, is what they said. And I always think that's a huge bummer. So part of me so is more what, excited wait, than ever, though, because we get to find out what the hell's actually going on, finally. Like, in two weeks, there's no more, you know, artificial hype about a thing that isn't maybe happening. Now it's like, well, what are you going to do then? Like, just out of professional I, you know, curiosity, I'm, I'm anxious to find out. I think they have to announce a new game whether it's a new IP or not, they have to announce a new game for the hype to not be, uh, uh, or for people to not be super disappointed. Anything less than a new game would be different gradients of disappointment. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure what it could be like if they were to announce something, um, what would you like it to be? Because now the, as you said, we're curious to know what it, what they would announce. 
uh, if it was a new game, what would you like the game to be? It's not going to be Warcraft 4, by the way. Uh, no. Starcraft 2 has not, you know, the time for RTS is it's not now. No. So not Warcraft 4. Yeah, but guaranteed it's not Warcraft What would you 4. like them to, to, to do? Something new, something different? Um, all right, here's what I want. And it's so easy in, the, in this cloud of Diablo hype and talk to forget about um, the Star Trek, or Star Trek, Starcraft universe and wanting to see it expanded. So for me... A very pleasant, cool surprise. And I'd take it from the Overwatch area as well if it had to be. But I would love something else in the StarCraft universe. I don't just mean finally release Ghost, but something else. Some other genre. Um, I, I always I always fall back on like a giant 4X universe turn-based strategy game. I don't think they're making that, but that's just a little dream of mine. But maybe a squad-based shooter. Maybe a... Just something, something else. The 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 problem is the kind of games I want out of Blizzard right now. They are tending not to make. They they are focused, and and a lot of the industry and biggest players in the industry, especially in PC gaming, are at, are focused this way too. But everything's very competitive focused, very esports focused. How well will this work as a service focused? Um, and so me wanting a single player tactical, a squad based shooter in the StarCraft universe is not very realistic in 2018 standards. So, well, I don't I mean, yes, you're right. It could be a little bit of a, of a, you know, not their focus, but they did announce two very different uh, genres of games. The last two games they released were something they had never done before. Hearthstone and Overwatch, you know, a card game came out of nowhere. A uh, multiplayer shooter came out of nowhere for Blizzard, yeah. um, and both were widely successful. Um, a, a squad-based, you know, uh, basically an XCOM is what you're talking about, right? Right, right. Yeah, like it, that. that uh, could be, oh, that would that be amazing. Be, oh my gosh, don't even yeah, get me excited. Could be like, interesting, and and I would love because as always, what they do best is bring in a genre that may, that is super popular for a niche quote-unquote audience and making it re, uh, accessible to everyone right. and that's something i i love about the company i do too um, i think that would be cool yeah they figure out a way to, to make be that honest more what i yeah. what i really want is a fighting game but we kind of know we're not getting that yeah but uh maybe we're hyping ourselves too much again maybe we should just not talk about any of this and wait and see what papa blizzard <laughs> is going to feed the little birdies that we are and that we're gonna love uh papa blizzard i would love that now i there's a comment in the chat room that kind of floors me a little bit wolverine says uh their word isn't trustworthy at the moment i don't know where that would come from what is it about blizzard's word you don't find trustworthy because if they they have never they've never come out and said hey expect diablo 4 this year this is all us doing this and in fact this blog post is a response to a some a part of the the community they, they don't control like us getting all bubbled up about well, what's coming. I don't understand how that makes them not trustworthy. That's the, weird. To the me. community messaging was we have Diablo stuff in the works. Yeah. So it's not unreasonable to assume, as we said, you know, there were a number of uh, uh, things that led us to believe there's Diablo four. I think they wanted to say, Hey, we have a Diablo thing coming. And we kind of got overhyped, overhyped and, and decided it was Diablo four. I think they should have spelled it out a little bit more. Yeah. I think they were saying, you know, hey, we have multiple projects in the work and we're not ready to announce all of them. And, and they thought we would understand that it's it means no Diablo 4, but something Diablo. And we didn't 
we didn't get that read, which I think was an un unreasonable read to expect. Yeah. Uh, so that's why they had to come and, and course correct. But yeah, saying they're not tr trustworthy, I think is. It's exactly. a little weird. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I get that they're like right now there's, you know, some BFA frustration from players about certain issues in the game that they're aware of and talking about. Yeah, but about. that's different. But that is different. I don't know. Even then, I don't know what that, how that speaks to trustworthiness. Like Blizzard has always <gasps> struck me. As, I know. Well, what? Uh, Diablo three, a new mode, Diablo battle Royale. I'm in. No? I'm in. Okay. Maybe not. No, no, no. Listen, I don't wait, know, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm all in on that idea. Honestly, I would play the hell out wait, of it. Wait, wait. You, you haven't heard the, the entirety of it. Okay. The thing is, uh, they added a mechanic, which is construction to the game. So by the end of it, you're building structures and you're building towers and you have to, you know, that's that's how it works. Yeah. So are you still in? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes, I'm still in. Uh, I look, I'm, I'm I'm in for whatever they want to do. But I think they uh, this this is just a weird idea that I don't know the, the the kind of company Blizzard is and the kind of games they've given you over the last 27 years. They feel it feels like a very personal relationship. You have a relationship with their games that goes beyond normal sort of game connection. It's 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 the kind of thing you would have with Zelda or Mario or uh, you know some other game you grew up with. They they are part of your life in a very meaningful way. Um, you think about stuff in terms of the kind of games you played with when it comes to Blizzard. So I get the feeling of ownership we have, but because they make make uh, decisions either on a corporate level or otherwise that take them in directions that we don't always love, that that somehow makes them untrustworthy, evil, they've lost their minds, they've fallen on their face, like that kind of stuff. I don't understand that thinking. That's weird to me. Like, you just got to pull back a little bit and go, all right, it's not always going to be perfect. Like, right now, I think BFA is in kind of a weird twist. Uh, the, the current state of the game is a little funky, for me even. Like, I'm enjoying it, and I'm raiding, and I'm enjoying that experience. I think the new raid is awesome. I guess I shouldn't call it new anymore. It's kind of now the raid that we have until the next raid. But I think it's one of the best raids that they've done in the game, mechanically. I think it's awesome. Um but that's about all I'm doing now because there's not a lot else really motivating me. I'm not super stoked about grinding rep or doing other boring things. And so I think the game is in a really weird place and it has been before and it's probably will be again and they'll figure out a way to tune it where it needs to be. But even that doesn't make me go, they lost it. That's it. They've lost their minds. Everyone's out of it. Forget it. Blizzard screwed up. Like, I don't know how you get that. I don't know where you, how you get from there to there. I guess I'm just trying to understand it. And so someone can try to explain that to me if they want. But I, to me, if you really like, for example, if you're playing BFA and you're like, oh, man, this this game's a bummer this time around. Probably just don't subscribe to it. Don't play it. <laughs> or wait around, you know, wait until they've done something to it and then come back and then pay for it. Like, don't pay for something you're not enjoying is what I'm saying. I don't blame you for that. But this idea that this weird doom and gloom thing people do around gaming, I don't I, I just I guess I'll never understand it. And I should quit asking. Anyway. Uh, so there's our expectations. They've been lowered. Lowered expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Puyo Puyo-like mobile game with StarCraft units as Puyo Blobs. Okay, how about this? How about... <laughs> how about... Okay, they have King, right? Now Activ King owns Activision. So we've been saying this for a long time. You take the legendary gems from Diablo... And you make a gem-matching game uh, that you put all the development he uh, heat on, on King over there to get it done. But it's all themed and, 
and stuff around Diablo. I would certainly play that sooner than I'd play Candy Crush. I can tell you that, which isn't very soon. That is genius. <gasps> okay. All right. Serious talk. Okay. I have it. <clears throat> Go. They now have a deep relationship with Nintendo. Got it. Kari Stockton comes out with the biggest grinning face he's ever had because he's working with Nintendo and announces a, which game could it be? Uh, F it. Let's do that. Diablo slash Mario crossover as a platformer? Oh. No, no, not platformer. Oh. Uh, 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 I don't know. Something. He's Diablo uh, Mario crossover. That says a lot because Stockton is already <clears throat> a very smiley guy. So your idea that he comes mm -hmm. out with the biggest smile ever is a is a pretty intense idea. Um, I like it. Okay, all right, Patrick, I'm in on your weird reality. I'm Excellent. In. I'm in. Uh, I called it. <laughs> you did call it. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, Scott. Yeah. I mean, it is cruel of Blizzard to have engineered this for months and months just to once again make your prediction wrong it's yeah. honestly i think that's a low blow i think yeah. they could have been a little bit more considerate towards your your you know ego and record yeah so just just doing all this just to make diablo 4 uh, scott's diablo 4 prediction wrong feels like a, an under the belt thing yeah and nobody wants to go under the belt ever when it comes to me i can promise Especially you that up with scott mm -mm. That's true. All right, let's look at some World of Warcraft news. Ian Hazakosis talked to Forbes magazine, or is it Forbes.com? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, anyway, they uh, they had a lot to talk about. Obviously, this is a little bit more of a, you know, this isn't gamers asking him questions. This is a formal interview type thing, so you're not going to get a ton of things out of him. However, they did talk a lot and at length. And Forbes is, Forbes is up in their sort of games journalism game quite a bit lately, so they're I think a, a decent source for this sort of stuff. But they talked to him. Here are the major takeaways as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the team makes sure that the core systems of the expansions are polished and ready to go, but realize that they can't delay an entire expansion for millions of players in a specific class if a sp specific class or spec is not perfect yet. Um, that was in response to a question about, you know, people's complaints that my druid sucks right now. What happened to Feral? Feral's broken and you... Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, is our shaman, are they our shaman currently in the toilet? Is that the thing? I don't even know. I don't know. I think shaman have always been kind of the <laughs> underdog. That's the joke, at least. But uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, didn't know that. I didn't realize they were. I think, getting... No, isn't it? Maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought it was like resto shamans are maybe no, maybe it's not. It. You know what? Don't ask me questions. I'm never going to ask you a question again. That's the last one you're you ever going to get. You really shouldn't. Yeah, you really. Shouldn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm done. Patrick will never get another. <laughs> question for me except for like probably 30 seconds from now um anyway uh, he went on to say uh ian never said that the classes were not complete in the q a in which he said certain specs needed to be uh, wait for a patch to get adjustments just that some of them needed to be adjusted and looked at still i feel like i i feel bad that these guys need to constantly remind us that they um, that, that the game is a sort of a living, breathing thing that they have to adjust all the time. I don't know why they have to explain that to us all the time. Why do we demand that? Because it's obvious to me. Like, who, who, who ever thought, have you, has there ever been an expansion of anything ever that came out and you went, oh, here's an MMO where everything landed on day one. Questing is perfect. End game is perfect. 
classes are perfect. You don't have to change a thing. Nothing's wrong with this game. In fact, we'll never, ever patch it. That's that, but that doesn't exist. So quit, quit poking Blizzard to answer that question. I think that's a dumb thing to have to address. Of course, you need to adjust and look at things. Of course, you need to tweak a class or adjust the stuff here and there. Some of it's hot fixes, some of it's patches. Really weird to me that people have that, that hang up. Uh, also, let's see. Hey, Starhammer, he's busy today. I couldn't get him in the show. Relax. Got a Terpster lover in there. Uh, here's this. The truth of the matter is the classes were never complete in WoW and have always been adjusted. We went on to say that. Team's top priority as of now is to get out content consistently and working on the Azerite system and the feel of island expeditions. In this interview, focused big time on island expeditions and how they feel and what they want out of them. Uh, they also talked about how uh, Azerite armor was easily accessible in the early game, but the team realizes it became hard to acquire as you, or harder to acquire as you progressed in item level, I would agree. I felt like during the entire um, initial part of the expansion, I felt like I saw like two Azerite pieces and one time one of them upgraded. And I feel like that was it. Like I just didn't really have much of an experience with Azerite. And then the second character I got to 120, I just didn't pay attention. I just picked up whatever had a better eye level and quickly picked whatever Azerite thing I thought I would need. And then that's it. So clearly they have a lot of work to do there. Um, that is that is no that is no uh, that yeah, nobody's I think argues both that island expeditions and Azerite armor are clearly the big issues uh, for this expansion. And since they're two of the main uh, features from the expansion, uh, I think that's why people are pissed off. Right. And I I mean the extent of the pissed offness is a little bit excessive. So that's another issue. But yeah, that's what that's definitely something that. Uh, is not working out at the moment so hopefully they can fix it right uh definitely yeah i, I hope so too because i actually really like island expeditions in in theory i really like them um the problem is they've kind of turned into uh just kind of this weird run kill a thing run kill a thing I, I, they just don't feel as dynamic as i think it's they, very repetitive right yeah and they've said as much you know ian said in a couple of cases they're like yeah we want to make that feel like a a new experience every time you go in. We want it to feel uh, like things are discoverable. Uh, that the events and that they've you... added these, uh, you know, uh, uh, different creature types that are going to be invading the islands every week, and so they're trying to, you know, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. So Asmongold apparently did a state of BFA video that everybody can't stop talking about in the chat. I should check it out and see what's up with that. So apparently that's a. Is he really calling people for to strike the game and cancel their subscriptions? What? Who? What? What? Asmogold. He's like a popular streamer, YouTuber guy. Oh, Asmogold. Yeah. I. You know. Yeah. I, I. I mean, I, I. If it's if there's some valid stuff there, I'm all in. But if it's just a call to arms, like to cancel your subscriptions, I, I mean, I'm not going to waste my time. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but some people like being angry, and if people don't get value out of the game then yes, absolutely, unsubscribe. You'll yeah. have more time and more money to do other things that make you happy. Okay, chat room is now saying, they're correcting me saying, no, he is not saying that. Oh, it's okay. his, he's saying, they're saying they're, his viewers are calling for it. All right, oh, well, that's different. Yeah, okay. That's different. <laughs> I was going to say, I think he's a pretty level-headed dude, as far as I know. I just, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether that's worth it or not. Yeah, people just like being angry. That's what that is. 
Patrick, let's get yeah. angry. You want to get angry about something? Let's find something. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I'm not so... Well, I mean, sure, go ahead. All right. Uh, no Diablo 4 at Di BlizzCon. What? How can it be? I, well, I'm boycotting Blizzard forever because they're not done with well, a thing they're clearly working on. Ah! Thing is, Scott, I'm... I'm Uh oh, you're frozen. Hate it. Oh, now you're back. Sorry. And, Go ahead. And uh, I have half a mind to not buy the virtual ticket, although I will, uh, <laughs> just for that reason. Um, of course, you're yeah. going to get the virtual. No, of ticket. course, yeah. It, it actually annoys me. But <laughs> I'm going to be talked about. I'm going to be running around somewhere where someone's filming something for the virtual ticket, and I'm going to bust in and just. Like, I'm, I may just beg those guys to put me on the couch again this year just so I can talk to Patrick. Like, we'll be, they'll say, so tell us about where the instance was 15 year. Oh, that's a girl. And I'm going to turn to the camera and go, hey, Patrick, what's up? And like throw a gang sign or something. I'm excited about it. You can watch her from what? your, what? I'm going to, I'm going to make some face while I'm in. Um, Excellent. Yeah. For you. Just I am looking forward to that very much. <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, the stream, the, uh, tiny the streamer says, everyone unsub from WoW because there's no Diablo four. There's your, there's your big, uh, there's your big. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, thing. I can't let, the word. Let's not get go back to Diablo four. That's <laughs> not. It's Look, just you know, yeah. It is extremely. The thing is, who a very wise person once said, I think it was Miyamoto. Uh, people don't remember the fact that your game was late. They remember the fact that your game sucked. Yeah. So, you know, if as much as I hate, and I think we've made it pretty clear, the fact that they're not going to be uh, showing Diablo 4 this time, um, I would much rather they wait another year and give us a great game than they release it early. Or even worse, do a Diablo 3 and announce it in 2008 and wait four years until it comes out. So yeah. it's, a, it's a small annoyance that feels big right now but ultimately um is a, the the least uh the lesser of many evils yeah of the prime evils you might say um, exactly that's <laughs> what i was that's what I you're aiming say. at there okay i got i like it um yeah. uh the only final thing i would say about all of that is um actually uh, that miyamoto quote's pretty 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 much says all the that needs to be said but um also, this isn't the same as canceling something, so don't get don't get super sad, everybody. <laughs> it just means they're taking their time with it. And also, Blizzard, I'm not getting any younger, so I also understand this feeling of needing it. Like, I don't want to... <laughs> look, any day now, I could be stricken with, I don't know, um, guy in his 40s, um, uh, you know, your, 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 your penis explodes. I don't know what happens to people, but that, like, <laughs> if that happened... Then, then I'd go. Ah, my penis has exploded. How, how I could be playing Diablo, and now I can't. I'll be too focused on my exploded well, penis. That is true. That would be unfortunate. <laughs> so, please, Blizzard. <laughs> I think if you take away anything from this entire episode, uh, the most important thing you should remember is to think of Scott's penis. Yeah, always so think of my that. penis, please. Okay, <clears throat> enough about that. Whew. Night. Hawk Pro Gaming from Netgear. I have one of these routers. It's fantastic. How fantastic? It's rated 2018's top performing gaming router by PC Gamer and IGN. There's really no question that online gaming demands a stable and low latency connection. You've all learned that over time, right? 
Running multiple connected devices will cause network congestion. That's just the way it is, and most gateways simply can't handle that. Switching your existing gateway or router to an XR500 gaming router will improve your online gaming connectivity. It's the easiest way to improve your online gaming experience, and it has the biggest impact. I found this to be true. Life got better for me. Uh, You shouldn't have to compete with other online services, or devices rather, for bandwidth. Save the competition for the game. This router creates an express lane just for your gaming. and gives you incredible speed and no lag. With the high-performance gaming router, you have complete control over your gaming experience. The XR500 is purpose-built to lower your ping, stabilize your connection, and help you game at incredible speeds. Keep your game alive with features like geo-filtering, traffic prioritization, and device management, to name a few. The Nighthawk Pro Gaming Router transforms your gaming experience and gives you the power to win. Visit next. Sorry, visit netgear.com slash mpg. That's netgear.com slash mpg and learn how you can join the no lag crew. All right, it's time for us to talk about what else is happening around Blizzard. All right, Malganis is out in Heroes of the Storm and he's awesome. That is to say, he's fun. Not sure he's a main tank. Uh, that jury's out. But Malganis, the famous World of Warcraft villain, is now. Uh, sitting pretty in uh, Heroes of the Storm. And he's really, really fun. He's a warrior, and he's got a fun kit, and he just feels nice to play. I would recommend it. Even if you're not playing Heroes, go check him out and see what you think of him. It is Malganus. Or as I call him in-game, Malformedanus. Uh, he's really good, though. You should Very... try him. Okay. You don't, you don't like that? You're not into it? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to comment any further on either your penis or Malganus's anus. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Malganus's anus sounds weird. Just call him Malganus, and then you got two birds with one stone. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't want to do don't that. I think I will. All Thank right. you. He's it's uh, very kind of you to to <laughs> offer that, but I'm I'm good. Thanks. He's, he's really Thanks. fun, and he's super. He's super, just frenetic, and he feels like a big demon lord. He's great. Uh, he's definitely a good a good addition to the game. And he was also kind of a bit of a surprise. He kind of came out of nowhere. Nobody thought we'd get any new heroes before the end of. Uh, or before BlizzCon, and bam, there he was. And a week later, he was off the PTR and playable. So I don't know what they were doing there. Alan DeBerry, though. So, oh, go ahead. I, I have a question about heroes. Yeah. Uh, do they have anyone cool left to add? Oh, I It think feels they got... like they've added all of the super awesome, well-known characters from their universe. I'm a little bit concerned that there, there are some Overwatch characters left, but, you know, all the big shots from starcraft and diablo and and almost and wow have been and warcraft have been added um so, i'd say more diablo than anything else because they are have a, a much more limited roster just generally that game's not you know story-wise or character-wise there just aren't a ton to choose from but yeah um, but i mean even in the other games it's kind of tier two or tier three characters that are left uh yeah, yeah i mean malganis i would argue is is an important character in the history of Warcraft, but you're right that he's not, he's not Jane or a thrall. Um, exactly. But I think Warcraft and Starcraft have kind of a more infinite barrel and they can kind of keep picking from like Warcraft alone. You could just have bosses and, uh, you know, stuff that you haven't thought about mm. in a long time that you've used to play like man, man wife or freaking hogger or, you know, you can go pretty deep on the memes guess, even. Yeah. And you could also there's a lot there's a lot of talk that they're going to start making uh, native to 
the the game uh, characters from scratch. Ah, uh, uh, fair enough. Yeah, okay, yeah, which could be interesting. That's not confirmed, and maybe we'll hear more at, at BlizzCon this year. But with all the story stuff they're trying to create around it, and they had that comic book with some characters that are not in the game but would totally fit in the game that are made from whole cloth, those could be super interesting. So I think they have plenty of options. I also think as the roster grows, the they will slow the amount of heroes they're adding all the time because you're now now you have a really good expansive roster. Um, so I, I don't but think it no, hurts anything. I didn't think of this, but you're right. The, the the reason they're doing all of this internal story stuff, maybe they realized a year ago, they were like, hey, we're going to run out at some point mm -hmm. and uh, we need to have more. So that, that would make sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that game's in a really good spot right now. It's really fun right now. Uh, Alan DeBerry, though, uh, head of the Heroes team, has left the Heroes team. He's been there for a few years and only the last couple as head of the team. He has now moved on to another unspecified secret project at Blizzard. So once again, yet another one. Yet another one. Um, we. I mean. I mean. Uh, I'm so. I want to know what these projects are. Maybe that's what Blizzard's all about this year, or BlizzCon rather. Is finally we get to hear about all this weird stuff people are working on. I don't know, but I want to know. Like if it's just if it's just incubator stuff and they're just throwing spaghetti at the wall, they're not going to tell us about those. If they've got a real game in the works, and finally Stockton, Holinka, freaking um, all the uh, there's uh, too many to even mention. I can't think of any other names, but there's a bunch of them who've all moved on to these well, internal secret projects. I want to know Stockton, Holinka, uh, Chilton, Chilton, Browder. Yep. I think didn't Eric Dodds leave the Hearthstone team? Yeah, Maybe Eric not, Dodds. But, oh, I don't know if he left yeah, the whole company so or like, just the team. I don't remember, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's all of the traditional heavy hitters that have been leading the teams like the the second generation um and yeah so i just confirmed Derek dodds is he we don't know what he's doing so he's another one that is uh in that mm -hmm. weird place of probably the incubator so he's also making other games yeah it's they're very quiet. And about I it. think Overwatch did use um, many of the assets and technology that Titan had, but it was developed in a couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. And Hearthstone, uh, the story is a little bit more mired, but I think it could also be developed in a couple of years. Yeah. And they have had the incubator labeled as incubator for one year, yeah. but I'm pretty sure they were working on other stuff for at least a year before in those small teams. Sure. Uh, there was at least one or two. I think it might be there might some there might be something that's ready to be announced. Yeah, I would that'd be fine in lieu of any Diablo significance. It'd be great to find out what they're all working on because one by one they disappear into a room and grow huge beards and we never hear from them again. I don't <laughs> want to know what's up. I mean, even Holinka, the nicest guy at Blizzard you'll ever meet, he you can't squeeze it out of him. Like they won't say they must have signed some, one hell of a an NDA. All of them. They've all gone quiet. And they don't even come to the con really anymore. Like last year, I think he was running a marathon in New York or Boston when, <laughs> during the con. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I just feel bad seeing all these faces disappear and I guess new faces come up, but whatever. Well, they'll they'll show up again when they have something to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. What if they the whole time they were working on a robotic replacement for Mike Morheim? And it's almost ready. Oh, it's ready to debut. That would thing. require at least all of those minds together. Yeah. Which is saying something. 
Uh, what else here? Diablo on Switch has a special edition of the console. I mentioned that. It's all arted up to look very Diablo-ish. They have the Pro Controller as well. Um, they have a special edition of that that's covered in uh, primeval uh, dark business, which is pretty cool. Primeval goo. Yeah. Um, there have been, by the way, it's not to make this today's Diablo show, but um, there have been comments from both Blizzard and others since we last spoke saying we very much are aiming for cross-device um, uh, play and, and, and Battle.net stuff. Doesn't mean it's going to launch with it, but I still am No, having... but they... No, no, no. They specifically said we're not doing it for Diablo and Diablo Switch. Well, that sucks. They should do it there. Yes. That's what they should I do. I agree. Because I would buy... I, I would already have it pre-ordered, guys, if you were going to have my Battle.net info across the deal. But because you're not, I, I haven't pulled the trigger. So there's one well, guy who's not getting your damn third version of that game. The other thing that Blizzard should take away from this episode, uh, on top of uh, uh, Scott's penis, is that <laughs> they are you are losing two entire copies sold of this game. You're you're missing out on two sales, Scott's and mine, just by not having cross save. Yeah, at least a hundred bucks, a hundred dollars in U.S. dollars. You're missing out on Blizzard. How that do you feel? Is yeah. insane i mean don't you have uh shareholders to answer to <laughs> that i don't understand your behavior two copies would be sold in like even hesitate and still they're not doing it yeah i'm i'm you know i'm, I'm shocked lizard you're you're right whoever was saying early i like the by the way i like that you said on top of scott's penis thank you for that i appreciate that <laughs> Uh, finally, Har- oh, I just wanted to put sneak this in. This is not going to be a regular discussion on the show, I promise you. But uh, I just wanted to mention Black Ops 4 is really pretty good. It's a good game. Everyone's saying that. Yeah. I mean, there's no single-player campaign to speak of. There's this weird single-player story bits for training and that, and it's there. So if you're looking for single-player, you're not going to get it. But the blackout mode, the their, their battle royale take is really, really tight and good. I like it a lot. So... Anyway, props to them. I'm playing it on the Blizzard launcher, obviously. I'm playing it on PC. And I didn't think I'd give a crap, and I totally give a crap. It's fun. It's really fun. If you liked PUBG, but you felt that was a little too janky, or you liked um, Fortnite, but felt like it was a little too weird with the building and the cartooniness and all that, and you just wanted something that's just, like, polished and faster and fun, but also not janky and broken and... But still gives you that battle royale fix. It's real strong. I like it a lot. Uh, Hearthstone. We don't know what's going on there. Oh yeah, we do. Okay, you tell me because I don't pay attention to Hearthstone at all. What's happening? Uh, there's nerfs. Tons of nerfs. Great. Well, three nerfs. Great. And the main one is Giggling Inventor has finally been nerfed, and uh, that doesn't mean anything. Who's not playing Hearthstone? And if you are, you very likely already know because that deck was crippling everyone um so you're happy so there you go and there are a couple of other nerfs as well but this one is the main one giggling inventor any, nerfed anything to the ground oh Yay. okay do you have any expectation for anything cool out of hearthstone for blizzcon well traditionally what they've done is that they've uh teased all three um expansions or what's happening in the next year and announced one expansion so i suspect that is how it is going to be working but there is i think honestly for overwatch and for hearthstone um 
there is a growing sentiment uh, in myself, and that's the consensus, uh, that they're a little bit, I don't want to say stale, and I still play Overwatch almost every day, so, you know, that doesn't mean much, but the 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 events in Overwatch have been uh, the same since the game launched, since the first year, and in Hearthstone, it's kind of, they did have the, you know, monster hunts and the dungeon runs and stuff like that that were interesting and original, but I think for both of those games, um, the, the community is ready for something a little bit more substantial, um, either a new mode or, you know, a new... I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. But um, that would be... Oh, and here is uh, Corey Stockton again. Yeah, um, I was testing something because earlier, every time I showed an image, it was turning the audio off, so I was fixing that. Because, oh, okay. you know, yeah, producer, uh, producer, host... And technician all at once. <laughs> you are a marvel. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I, I I would love to see some new things in uh, both of those games. Overwatch has been out for two and a half years now, and it hasn't changed substantially. I mean, they yeah. keep adding stuff, and I'm sure we're going to see a new character and a new map and stuff like that, which is great. But yeah, it's it's starting to be. I I can't imagine having the same level of excitement. Like, Hearthstone, I, I kind of fell off the game, which I was playing super hardcore for two years, but after a couple of years, I kind of fell off. Yeah. And I can see how in Overwatch, I'm starting to get into that uh, yeah. mode as well. So yeah, it would be interesting to see if they do something to get people excited uh, about the games again. You know what all I can think about right now, game-wise? <clears throat> I'm not, Blizzard doesn't really have a way to solve this for me currently. I can't get enough of space games. And it doesn't really matter what kind. Like privateer, freelancer style. Uh, go out, do missions, blow up pirates, bring back their loot. I played a bunch of EVE last week. EVE Online. That's Ooh, I never do that. You are starved for uh, stuff. I like things like Endless Space and Stellaris. and um, I've been playing Galactic Civilizations 3, which is like a turn-based kind of Civ-style space game. So are those other two that I mentioned, sort of, um, they're all a little bit different, but I can't get enough of it. My my second most anticipated game in the next six months outside of Red Dead Redemption is <clears throat> Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. I cannot wait for that game because it looks like it's everything I love about these things. If Blizzard would make a, in the StarCraft universe if you want, whatever, but I just want to pilot my own ship, I want to take it out into the stars and I want to stop pirates and loot stuff and smuggle a bunch of ore across the system and uh, negotiate with hostile forces and oh my gosh it's my genre right now it's all i want it's all i want yeah i can't remember what was that game that was kind of a privateer was it rebel galaxy spiritual sequel um no it was early 2000s oh god i can't remember was it was um, it freelancer was it uh oh freelancer maybe it was yeah, freelancer i love freelancer and yeah, it was like I could see something. And the StarCraft universe is perfect for this. The only reason this could maybe be unlikely is that it's kind of difficult to make a game as a service out of. Exactly. So maybe they would think. I yeah. feel like they get hamstrung because of that. I'm not, I don't know that it's bad or good. Probably be good for business to, to think the way they're thinking. But for me, I want a big, expansive, single-player experience. Like what I, I kind of want Eve without all the people in it. Is that weird to say? Sorry, everybody, but 
No, I see. But I, I mean, I would love to have that, and you know, with the Blizzard polish and accessibility and all of that. Yeah, that that would be great. Yeah, it would be really awesome. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, though, that's the one to keep your eye on, folks. If you're paying attention to that stuff at all, it's going to be good. Um, all right, well, that's it for uh, that. Now let's dive in headfirst into what we like to call Town Crier. Hear ye, hear ye. Why? It's the town crier. <laughs> okay, we got an email here for the town crier from Matt. He sent an email to the instance at gmail.com. You're all encouraged to do this, so please do. He says, Hey guys, I used to love the chaos of world DPS rankings, but had to give up on that in Legion. The legendaries introduced too much RNG to make actual comparisons of skill. I got hosed and never got decent legendaries the entire expansion. I think that's why I don't get all the hate on Azerite. Seems to be more of the same for me and the majority of players. Love the show, Matt. Uh, not not everybody loved legendaries last expansion, Patrick. I remember that was a big deal for a lot of us because we get so excited about finding one in a box one day uh, or however you ended up getting your legendaries. But... Um, his point, I think, is, yeah. is it's not, you know, what's Azerite gears better because it's less chaos and it's less RNG in his life. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, he says seems to be more of the same for me. So uh-huh. I don't know if he loves it more. But yeah, the, the problem with Azerite is that you can't really get the trait you want on the item level gear you need. But they're kind of addressing that with more rings on the Azerite gear and more ways to get Azerite gear, so hopefully it will work better. But um, Legendaries, I think that's why they didn't come back, because it was too uh, random. Either you had it and it was really cool, or you had the two that were you know, the, the best-in-slot the best in slot combination mm-hmm. for your class spec, right. uh, or you didn't. And if you didn't, you were indeed a little bit shafted. So... I, I get what he's saying. I think Blizzard did too. I, it, you know, it was still fun to get uh, those legendaries and to have them affect the way you play your class. I think the intent there was cool, but of course, there's always a small subset of players uh, that are going to be in fact impacted negatively about this. And if I'm not sure what he means by the chase of World DPS rankings, um, like he wanted to world dps rank in world dps i'm not sure yeah that is, like wanna he wanted to be i don't know where you're where you actually see this and i may just be dumb on this point because i never care much about my ep when it comes to dps but um like have the highest dps possible yeah. and there are ranking sites that rank your raw dps even if it's just like top realm dps like mm. who, like kind of kind of the similar kind of competition to who's you know world first mythic dungeon this and that yeah but i mean yet. world dps you like go against you you hit a, a mannequin thing <laughs> in the capital and you're like oh yeah i put out 20 percent more dps there may be a mod maybe there's a mod or something there's probably something yeah yeah it's possible <coughs> chat room uh, says maybe they're talking says about warcraft lo- uh, the 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 chat room is saying uh, Warcraft logs, so yeah, it's something like that. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I get the the fun of it. You you gear your thing really well, and you do your rotation really well, and and that's uh, yeah, and that's I think part of the reason beyond just the the uh, DPS rankings, um, it was making you better at the thing if you had it, and it sucked if you didn't. Right. And there was no clear way of 
you know, a path to getting those legendaries you wanted or needed. And they kind of addressed it uh, towards the end of the expansion. It was a little bit easier to target those things. But um, yeah, I think that's why it didn't come back. And the system was kind of mixed into and diluted into the Azerite gear, which has its own uh, challenges. But I think, Matt, you're your concern there is warranted to the point that it was warranted with the uh, dev team as well. Yeah. And just to be clear, there was also fun aspects of those legendaries being rare. It's just that it, it, for some people, it wasn't the best. Well, for many rarity solves one of the problems players have complained about for years in all MMOs, which is at the end of the day, if you all do the same thing, you all get the same stuff and we're all just, no one's a unique snowflake. Everybody's everybody gets a trophy, right? And so people are like, well, what are ways where I could really be the best and somebody else can't be or won't be? Uh, and the way they did it was with luck, kind of, with RNG. And yeah. then people complain. So, a, I don't know, it's hard. It's hard balance. There's always a tension between those two. And it's uh, difficult to please everyone. And sometimes if you please one type of player, the other is, uh, you know, displeased. I think in Legion, um, the difference with what's happening in BFA now is was that um there was so many things that were uh superb in in legion yeah and that were really that they achieved those goals they hit the nail on the head on those goals in legion um and not as much in bfa uh system like story wise and leveling wise and um you know for what was already there like dungeons and raids and stuff like that um bfa is still pretty strong yeah and leveling wise it's very strong i think but on the new systems they are um uh they fell a bit short whereas in legion you had you know it was when they introduced world quests which was like this amazing thing that fixed everything about um dailies mm-hmm. about daily quests so and yeah. and the news i mean the different zones were great and all of that so yeah yeah, yeah anyway i still think that was a great move. Um, even though we're, you know, it's no longer a new feature. I think World Quest. The World are, Quest? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, was huge. You know, huge, huge. Diablo thing. inspired, by the way. Yeah. And it'll stay there forever, probably, in every expansion for all time. Uh, I want to make a quick quote here. Cody Ashkiku, or however you say your name in the chat room, says Azerite power and traits are not so much, or, or sorry, and Azerite traits are so much a mess. I canceled my subscription after 13 years. I just want to say to him, that's what you're supposed to do if you're not happy with this stuff. And I, and so I completely support that particular train of thought. Like Blizzard's, we will get the most response out of Blizzard for things you think are wrong with their game when you stop paying for it outright. Um, and they're motivated, like any company is, to do that. So uh, I just wanted to throw it out there from our earlier conversation today. If you really are bummed out by the way things are, despite the fact that it's, you know, after 13 years, that's a long run and you're out. It's probably the right thing to do. If you're not enjoying it, don't don't pay for it. That seems silly to me to pay for things you don't like. I mean, I'm liking it, but I'm mainly liking it right now because I'm raiding with some friends. That's about it. Like I've gone from constant, like you know how I pounded out three uh, alts and just I went crazy in those first chunks. And I'm not, I don't think I burned myself out or anything, but I just got to a point now where it's like, well, what do I do? I can go to an island. Ugh. I can go to Warfront, bleh. I can do dailies and grind f- freaking rep, bleh. or I can raid with my friends. I can murder mother one more time. Listen, listen, Scott. Yeah. 
not everyone has friends. Okay, <laughs> oh, if you're lucky oh. enough that you do. Oh, uh, please be considerate towards those like me who don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that's gonna do it for the show, everybody. Oh, by the way, email us <laughs> the instance at gmail.com is the email address. If you'd like more Patrick, he's got stuff all over the place at frenchspin.com. Uh, and so make sure you check that out and not Patrick on Twitter. But more importantly, I think this is a good t- uh, place to, to note that Patrick and I now do a monthly show about all things video games. We do it primarily geared toward the tech audience of the Daily Tech News Show. It's sort of in that universe. But a lot of you may get a kick out of it otherwise. We do kind of tell, or do, uh, um, uh, Patrick sort of structures that show as a way to speak to a broader audience that isn't just necessarily in the know all the time like we are or like you might be listening to us now. But I think you might get a kick out of it. So it's worth checking out. Patrick, remind people where they can get the monthly video game briefing. Well, just search for monthly video game briefing on your podcast app. And uh, as Scott said, the thing is, you might be a Blizzard gamer and you love every Blizzard game or many Blizzard games. And you kind of keep an eye on other stuff, but you're not like you don't want to listen to a a two hour podcast every week to know what's been happening in that industry. And the monthly video game briefing is the solution for that. It's every month you get a 45 minutes to an hour show that summarizes the big stuff, explains to you why it's important. And uh, yeah, that's all you need. So maybe you would be interested in that. So if you are, just go subscribe yeah damn it yeah just do it that's right today's title might be go kill mother one more time it sounds creepy doesn't it a little bit creepy oh yeah it's a little bit no don't 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 do it you're recommending against it i think uh uh something about scott's penis is much better (laughs) you know i've never agreed with you more than i do right now don't forget to find us on the web, theinstance.net. Uh, you can also go to frogpants.com and find all the other shows that are being produced therein and uh, links to everything that we talk about. They're right there. If you're missing archives of the show, want to see old video versions, whatever it may be, we got you covered at theinstance.net. Uh, Instant show on Twitter, Patrick's at Not Patrick. I'm at Scott Johnson. You got more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Patrick, and for all of you. We'll see you next time. Tortolans shell out gold for rapid refreshment replenishment. It's the Orally Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The Kaja Cola Corporation didn't become the largest conglomerate in Azeroth by ignoring new market opportunities, and it showed its business savvy yet again when the Horde arrived on the shores of Zandalar. The goblin beverage giant tried to introduce its signature cola to the new territory, but rapidly discovered that the local Tortolan merchants couldn't stand the taste and would not stock the stuff. The goblins also noticed, however, that the Tortolans had acquired quite the taste for H2O from springs newly infused with Azerite. Furthermore, given the shelled storekeeper's rather leisurely walking speed, they really hated how long it took them to trek to those often distant springs. Before you could say Gallywix, a new product and delivery chain was created, Azerite Agua. Bottled at the springs and sent immediately to Tortolan stores via goblin-engineered wormholes, it has consumers camped out in the aisles, eagerly awaiting to hear the cry from the loading dock, A water has made it to the turtle. 
Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Views expressed are not those of Buxley. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about raid bosses. Dear Buxley, I've always thought there was something weird going on with raid bosses. I killed some last week, and then when I went back into the dungeon, they were all back. What happened? I probably shouldn't be telling you this because this is one of the biggest secrets in Azeroth. You know how when you die, you go to a spirit healer or maybe Bwonsamdi? Well, the raid bosses do the same thing, except they have to stay in a penalty box for a while depending on the time of week they got killed. If they got killed earlier in the week, they have to stay about a full week, and all the other raid bosses make fun of them. If they stay alive until the end of the week, they only have to stay in the penalty box a day or two. You know how when a raid wipes and the boss disappears and then comes back a little while later? They take that opportunity to go to their own loot chest and get a bunch of stuff for killing the raid. And usually, if they're already there when you run back from the entrance, all they've done is take some selfies of themselves with the raid's dead corpses. They show those pictures off to other raid bosses at parties. It's kind of weird to me, but then again, I'm not a raid boss, so, you know... One more thing. You know how when you first encounter a raid boss that's a little bit higher level than you and it's very hard to kill, and gradually week after week it becomes easier? That's because they send in apprentices. And the really low-level raids you can go back into and cast a couple of spells and kill the bosses, most of those aren't real raid bosses either. It's a guy named Bob who does it for extra spending money. Thanks for your question! If you'd like to know what I'm up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. If you'd like to catch up on the segments you might have missed, look for Ask Buxley on iTunes. Bob needs spending money, friend! This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.